The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Gift with Robert Pruitt. This hour will motivate you to understand your significance and live your vision. It's a weekly discussion of a variety of topics designed to help you create a loving world through acts of service and more. Now, here is your host, Robert Pruitt. Good afternoon and welcome to The Gift, a conversation about serving others. Um, today's show for me is a, well, they're all very special and They definitely relate to my personal experiences, but this one focuses on the experience of cancer. And I remember probably over 10 years ago, I I used to say, you know, I survived cancer, and I did not care for that phrase because when I said that, you know, I'm a cancer survivor, uh, it kept, it's a present tense, it feels present tense, and past tense. You know, I'm saying that that's who I am today for an event that occurred in the past. And I just did not like the way it felt in my body to say that. So I shifted from I'm a cancer survivor to someone who has experienced cancer. And I'll never forget, I was out with my friend John Francis. This was October 1984, my senior year of high school. And I was DJing a party and I became really thirsty, I mean, uncontrollably thirsty, and it got to the point where I had to ask John, who is not a DJ, to DJ the rest of the party while I went out in the car and tried to get some sleep, and finally got everything packed up, back to my place, and at 4.30, 5.30 in the morning, I woke everybody up to say I needed to go to the hospital. And what had happened was I had developed an ulcer, and the ulcer was the way that we found that I had cancerous polyps because I had colorectal cancer. And, uh, and of course, I went through a bunch of different processes, which are just, thank God for technological advancements. Because what we went through back in 84 compared to you know, what occurs today is incredible, uh, the difference and the ease. And so scary process particularly for a 17-year-old. And, um, you know, it is, again, part of the reason why I'm having this conversation. Not going to attempt to make any deep parallels, uh, but I could draw a connection between the negative things that we say about ourselves and others that are cancerous, because a cancer simply means it eats away um, at our bodies. And when we hold on to anger and to frustration and resentment, we can create and cause cancer in our bodies because we're eating away at ourselves, Anger, you know, when people talk about that they're hurt, it's anger turned inward, you know, and that's what depression is as well. And so, again, just simply saying that this show is dedicated to those around the world that have a connection to 
the experience of cancer. And my guest, Aaron, has been on a previous show. I think we did a show uh, talking about our community service experience in the fall. And uh, now she's back again to share her, her personal experience with how she uses the gifts she's been given to support youth, I believe it is in particular, um, that are experiencing cancer. So, Aaron, I just want to welcome you back to the gift. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mr. P. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it is indeed. I'm loving it. So I'm going to turn this over to you. I know there's something that you wanted to read to kind of start us off and then yeah, carry definitely. us right through the... Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, there's this book by Patch Adams, who's a doctor, and uh, it's called Gesundheit, and it's basically his like ideas on medicine, and this passage is on page 38 of this book, and um, it's basically just about... You'll see. It's a good passage. I think Mr. Pruitt will get a kick out of it. But anyways, service is an action word, a perfect anecdote to boredom, loneliness, alienation, and fear. Service can impart the gift of inner peace. Service is the physical expression of thanks to the world, an apt way to appreciate the miracle of life. People who give service are free to ask for what they want, knowing they are worth it. Service gives a feeling of genuinely belonging to the human community. Service is probably the greatest call to action by most religious faiths. So often givers give out, especially when they tackle huge problems like homelessness or our planet's damaged ecology, that they too often perceive the effort as a struggle, and that must be draining. But this is not so. When the environment is supportive and the quest ignites the soul with the thrill and honor of exertion, the person who serves need never feel exhausted again. So let us make medicine a true service. The transition will not be easy or swift, but there are many people who dare to serve. Join them. And I find this to be a really powerful passage just because uh, it talks about, like, for me, why I choose to help these kids and help just people in general, because as you know, Mr. Pruitt, I love helping others, and it's just one of those things that you get addicted to. And every time I see one of these kids smile or, like, even perk up when they're not feeling well, it it really touches me and my heart. And I love this passage because it talks about how it's the perfect anecdote to boredom, loneliness, alienation, and fear. And it really is, for me, working with these kids, like, I'm never bored when I'm in that office or when I'm on the inpatient unit because, um, basically, there's always something going on, whether there's a kid getting treatment they just want someone to hang out with or the playroom needs to be cleaned or paint's being thrown and I get to go clean that up or... Um, it's always a busy office, and the inpatient unit is just as much fun because there's activities going on, child life. It's a great thing to work with, and I always smile when I'm working with it. Um, We definitely do all sorts of activities with the kids, and then when they leave or when I'm off my shift because right now, like, I I get to clean up to make sure the next volunteer that comes in isn't overwhelmed with the chaos of the playroom because... When I'm working with the kids, I like to have fun, and I like to be goofy, and <laughs> I te- it tends to get messy. Let's just put it that way. Very good. It, well, that's how play should be. Exactly. It's supposed to be fun. Like, obviously, cancer is never fun, but when you're trying to make treatment easier for someone, 
um, play is definitely a way to go. And that's why I chose to read Patch Adams, because that's definitely his motto on how medicine should be. Just in general, you should make it, the environment more less stressful for the patient. So let me ask you this. Let, let, let's kind of uh, get some backstory. Where are you working specifically, if you can give us the name, and what are the ages of the kids? And I'd really, you know, we, we may need to cover some of this after the break. But yeah. I'd love to find out what would have you connect with, you know, if you will, a cancer ward. Well, the ages of the kids, it's a pediatric hospital. Okay. So, or it's a pediatric, like, it's part of the children's hospital in my local area. And, um, it, so it's P. So basically it's 18 and younger. I usually work with the kids who are younger than 15, but I prefer to work with the kids who are uh, under, like, 10 and under. And it's even more fun to work with the kids who are under 5. Because that's when you really just get, you can, they laugh at everything you do. You accidentally trip and they'll laugh. And um, I relate to these kids just because, I don't even know if I technically relate, but just seeing, like, ways that I can make them feel better, it makes me feel better. And, like, they're definitely so much pain in this world. And you see the pain in their eyes, it makes you want to work harder as a person to make your stresses go away. So that's definitely definitely a big part of it. But I just love working with them, to be honest. Okay. And so I've been you, doing it for a while. So. And you said you just started working with them? No, I've been doing this for a while. Oh, okay. Just, so how did you get there? That's my question. How, well, you know, like you could pick, I could pick um, babysitting, I could volunteer with the World Health Organization, or I'll volunteer to, you know, pediatric oncology. <laughs> um, well, my dad is a kid's cancer doctor. He's one of the doctors there. Got and it. I've been seeing these kids forever, and you fall in love with them. They're just the kind of kids that you want to be with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Got it. Oh, That's how it. I got into it. But then once you start, you don't want to stop. It's just one of those things that you have to keep doing because it. So even when it gets hard, so. Wow, that is great. And so, what is your what's your father's response? He loves it. I never see him. He's always busy. Like we totally like are in different areas of like the office when he's there. Every now and then, I'll see him come in, but uh, it, he loves it. We always have something to talk about. It's some, one of the several things we share. And uh, we can talk about goofy patients or something goofy. That, like, because it's one of the goofy, like, when you go to any part of the hospital, the pediatric um, hematology oncology unit is just a group of people that is so goofy and so willing to help <laughs> others that it's a great atmosphere to be in. So. And I'm sure your father is proud of. Oh, yeah, he's proud. Yeah. He makes me smile. Like, he sees me and he lights up, but. I don't do it for my dad. Like, I don't do it for my dad necessarily. I do it because I love it. It just—it's one of the things that makes him smile. But I do it because I love it. I love it. So. And I know that you said, and I and I know I want to save this for uh, after the break. We have about three minutes or so until the break. Um, but there was a conversation that you and I had about how you were using, you know, certain life tools and experiences that you obtain. Uh, even while serving uh, the youth. 
And I think that would be powerful for our listening audience uh, to know. Oh, yeah. Because um, one of the things that I appreciated about the piece from Patch Adams is, as you quoted, you know, it is an anecdote to boredom. And that when we serve others, one of the things that is, I guess, um, inextricably tied to our service to others is our own healing. And our service to others, for many of us, um, comes from some place of pain, you know, some experience that we've gone through or something that we're familiar with. It could be a conversation with our parents where we've become aware that this, you know, there is a particular need, and that for us causes us a certain kind of pain, meaning that there are people around the world that need so many different things. Like in Africa, we know mosquito nets are saving lives and reducing yeah. the threat of malaria, you know. Yeah. And, and so, you know, for you to be able to step in, while it might, cancer may not be an issue that shows up in your home with any particular family members, it is a conversation that you were introduced to by your father, uh, both, I'm assuming, directly and indirectly. And here is an awareness that you have that, wow, you know, there are kids that I'm drawn to that are drawn to me that could benefit from me authentically showing up. Because sometimes we show up to serve people and we do it out of pity. Uh, The the woe is me. And, uh, you know, that doesn't... (laughs) That doesn't support, particularly having gone through the experience of cancer. That really just does more to uh, to create despair. It does more to create depression than it ever does to uplift the spirit. But through our service, uh, we can find great activity. We can find connection. We can find love because we know the opposite of fear is love. And in all of that, is an opportunity for us not only to to grow but to heal, and so uh, you know I I thank you for sharing the Patch Adams piece, and I, I'm getting ready to take us to break, so I want to set this up by saying uh, when we come back, I want you to talk about whatever those connections were that you made, particularly during the NSLC experience. I think it was the intention statements and how that is supporting you. You're listening to the gift right here on Voice America. We'll see you on the other side of the break. <laughs> Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Who steps up following natural disasters to help those in need? It could be you. It should be you. It's time for you to step up and be the answer. It's time for you to become a student disaster relief volunteer with the National Relief Network. The National Relief Network helps student groups all across the country to bring aid to families who are struggling to rebuild their lives. Show the world what our generation stands for. Contact the National Relief Network. Call 866-2-VOLUNTEER. That's 866-2-VOLUNTEER. Or visit their website at nrn.org. You can help those in need. Gifts are made to be given away. 
give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to robertpruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit robertpruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others. The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors The Gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752, 800-994-6752. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Gift with host Robert Pruitt. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift. Welcome back to The Gift. We're talking with my guest, Aaron, who is, I guess is your second time on the show. Is it second or third? Oh, this is my second time on the okay, show. Okay, second time on the show. And uh, we did a community service project together with my sponsor, the National Student Leadership Conference. And this conversation is still about serving uh, with the emphasis on, um, you know, serving in a pediatric oncology ward or in a cancer ward, as, as we know it. And so I, I want you... Ward is not a good word. <laughs> Say that again. A uh, ward kind of sounds... I don't know. I don't like the way that sounds. I like thinking of it as a unit because it's okay. kind of like with the doctors and everything, it's more of a community than a ward. Very good. So that I thank you for the correction. So how about we say uh, pediatric oncology community? Oh, that'd be a good way to put it. I does like that, that. Does that work for you? That works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and and so do tell me about the intention because I know when we met in November that we one of the activities that I introduced uh, through the NSLC service trip was this whole notion about setting an attention and then having that be your context for the day. Because whatever intention you set, you really do create it. Um, so if, it's, if your intention is to be shy and aloof, you will be shy and aloof and very few people will talk to you. If your intention is to be outrageous, you will probably annoy some people, <laughs> shock some people. Um, and if your intention is to be loving and nurturing, the people that come into, you know, your space may have an experience of that. So talk to me about how those intentions support you, uh, particularly when you are serving uh, in the oncology community. Um, well, just to start off with my intentions, to go back to uh, NSLC New Orleans real quick, where we had that service trip, um, my intentions are always I'd like to um, help my peers reach their goals. I'd like to do this. It was always like I myself was inclu- like I included myself in my intention, but I always kind of included others in it as well. 
And that's definitely what I do at the oncology unit. I definitely, or community, at the pediatric hematology oncology community. Um, I always, like, if I wrote an intention every day before I went in, it'd probably say something like, today I'm going to do something goofy to make a four-year-old smile, or today I'm going to organize an activity that is going to distract the siblings of the patients so that they don't drive their parents crazy. Um, today I'm going to do this. Or like, I If I did that every day, it'd be including myself in it to what I'm going to do, but how I'm going to do that to help others. And that's always kind of been my personality. I love to help others. And particularly with these kids, I just being goofy is the way to go. Even with the older kids, the um, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, like, they're definitely goofiness or having a sense of humor always flies with them. So that definitely is just my intention is, I love this because it may, like, like used to say, write a heartfelt intention. Mm-hmm. Well, um, a lot of times without writing it, just thinking it, my heartfelt intention today is going to make somebody smile or to make this treatment more tolerable for them. Because when you're three years old, it's not fun. I can, I, it's not fun being poked with the needle when you're 17. Well, when you're three years old, it's not fun being poked with the needle either. No. So like, and it's, and you don't necessarily comprehend all the time, the whole time either, why am I being poked in the needle, go away. So um, it's definitely always good to make these, help these kids smile. So. And, I, and I would offer that it is probably helpful to take that same ability to uh, generate smiles and use it at Starbucks and use it oh, yeah, in line at at Target, at Walmart, <laughs> and at church or at school as well, you know, because I think sometimes we feel so comfortable serving in certain areas that we forget if we can do it anywhere, we can do it everywhere. You know? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And so with the intention of having people smile, I know that you were dealing with a period where you weren't Smiling, which might actually be a link between you and the and you know the children that may be going through a difficult and challenging moment. So, how did you, how did your intentions support you in moving through your personal struggles? Well, like the intention, I want to make someone smile. That can definitely be yourself sometimes. Like it's not necessarily selfish. Like as Patch Adams said in that article. Are in that like few that short paragraph there. Um, it says something about it. Something in there. It says when you give like provider, you're a giver. Um, you can give back knowing you're worth it. So when I make someone else smile, and when I support someone else, it definitely makes me want to. It definitely makes me want to smile. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did go through a really rough period for like a couple months where I just was stressed with school, stressed with life, upset about the fact that I didn't get to see my friends because I was dual enrolled and I never saw them. So, uh, but always, like, I didn't get in, so kind of just saying, okay, I can get through this. Um, today's my heartfelt intention is to try to get this done. My heart, and But still say, to make someone smile, that can still apply to me. Mm-hmm. And so and I feel with these kids because I know that 
some of them who are older understand I'm stressed about this. You can see their parents are stressed. You can just see it. And uh, if I can, even when I'm working with the kids, their parents sometimes will go off and get get them lunch so they can bring it back and so that the kid will eat and make sure that that's going well. It definitely is helpful to see these kids smile. And when I see them smile, or even when I see my friends smile or someone smile back at me, it makes me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely, and I know that by me smiling at them in a way that means, hey, I'm here, let's have fun, or hey, I'm here, let's hang out, depending on the age. I know that probably would be helpful to them, too. Yeah. And that's what 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 you're saying without saying um, that I think is important to point out when we are serving others is that we really do put the other person first. Um, and And to do that without losing ourselves in the process. So your awareness of the need to play, to be playful, uh, to generate smiles that you know can support some people in feeling good, period, which is just a shift in their energy level. Because when we feel low, when we feel unhappy, when we feel sad, uh, when we experience melancholy, we literally are vibrating uh, at a, you know, our bodies vibrate at a different energy level, and it's a very low cycle, you know, and when people hear that, they start getting freaked out, but I'm like, okay, how about this? When we're feeling happy, we use words like giddy, <laughs> and we say we feel tingly all over. Well, that tingly sensation is our energy moving through our body, and it's yeah. moving at such a fast frequency that we experience it as giddiness. We experience it as butterflies. We experience it as tightness in the cheeks because we're smiling profusely. Just like when we feel sad and we're experiencing despair, I've never seen anybody move swiftly who's in despair. <laughs> you move slow. You feel sluggish. And so you're focusing on them makes it possible for you to meet a need that they have and raise their energy level, which is, you know, powerful. And it's also something that, you know, we seek to do in all of our relationships. And I appreciate that even in your personal struggles, you know, one, that you acknowledge that you have them, um, and two, that you were able to use the intention statement to support you in moving through that period. Because I remember when we were first attempting to connect, you know, you were like, hey, this is a really deep place that I'm in right now, and it just feels funky, for lack of a better word. Um, And then you sent me an email where you were like, here's what I'm clear about. And I could tell just in the email that your attitude had shifted, um, and there seemed to be some release for you. And the beauty of that is, what you gave to yourself is precisely what I'm hearing you say uh, you are able to provide for the kids uh, that are in the hospital. Yeah. Like, I can think of an example of that for a kid, like, one of the kids, uh, like, cause I get close to some of them, especially some of the regulars. And I remember a couple years ago, there was a girl who was going through treatment, and I'd see her in the office. And when she was on the inpatient unit um, or community, however you prefer to put it, I would, uh, one day I remember, like, someone said, oh, yeah, she she went upstairs because I was in the office asking where she was. 
And I went upstairs, and she was in there, and she was kind of crying a little bit. She she was younger. I think I believe she was around uh, three or four. And I, I just walk in, and she goes, Erin! And, like, so, and the nurse goes, well, somebody feels better. And it just, that made me smile. It kind of just, that tingly feeling you're talking about, I definitely felt it. And um, she, like, kids like that who just jump up when they see me or... Uh, re- even just recognition, because sometimes, like, either there's a period where I'm not there because I'm doing other things and I'm too busy to be there, or they are go- going through a time where they don't need to be there every week. They, I don't see them. But then even when they recognize me, it's like, hey, I, I kind of remember you. That is a good feeling as well. So. Yes. Well, I tell you what, I want some more of these. You said you had bunch of fun stories so we're getting ready to head out to break and when we come back i'm going to take hope law who is on the phone uh, who's going to share what she's up to in service and in honor of her sister uh, who is experiencing leukemia so i want to when we come back from break we'll have hope on the line uh, have her share her story and what she's up to and then you know i want you to definitely stay on the line aaron and then uh, we'll segue into some fun stories that you have as well so uh, you all are listening. You know, it's the gift. Uh, please know that you are a gift and that with that, you have a responsibility to share the gift you are with the world. It is that simple. And so this is a conversation about the ways we can use our talent, skills, and abilities every single day in service to others. We're heading to break. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is The Gift on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors The Gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752. 800-994-6752. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Gifts are made to be given away. Give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to robertpruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit robertpruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others. 
Haiti has been hit hard by a massive earthquake. Hundreds of thousands of children and families are suffering and without basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene to save lives. Your donation is urgently needed. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Gift with host Robert Pruitt. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift. Welcome back to The Gift. Uh, as I said before the break, Hope Law is on the line, and I'm going to tell you, you talk about commitment. I'm going to ask her to share her story, and I'm going to put it out here that I need those of you that are listening uh, to donate to her cause because she's up to something really big uh, dealing with the issue of leukemia, and she is in a tow truck because the battery in her car died, so her car is hooked up. She's on the phone while she's heading to get her car fixed. Um, so um, Hope do me a favor. One, thank you for calling in and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So let me not take up any time. Please just share your story. Tell us about the race and then how we can connect to you to make donations. Okay. Well, um, two summers ago, my sister, who is now 10, she was eight at the time, um, she was diagnosed with leukemia. And, you know, she had been a normal child her whole life. She was a dancer, very energetic, outgoing, did great in school. Um, and all of a sudden, she started having these severe pains in her legs, and it kind of started all of a sudden. And it was, you know, um, she stopped going to school. She stopped dancing, and nobody knew what was going on. We took her to the hospital a few times. They did x-rays. We heard everything from a slip disc in her back to... Uh, flu, viral, uh, it, some doctor told her that it was all in her head, and um, that went on for maybe two months, and um, at the very end of the summer, uh, two days after I had my son, so I was still in the hospital, she was diagnosed with leukemia. They had sent her to a doctor at Children's who did a thorough workup, and they um, found that her blood counts were off. And I remember the moment that my father called me and, um, you know, he said that it was cancer. They didn't know what kind it was, but they had, uh, it, it actually took them a few weeks to figure out what kind of cancer it was, but they figured out that it was leukemia. Um, it was the ALL, which is the most common type of leukemia in children. And um, the cancer was from, from her pelvic bone down. It was all through her body, down, uh, the lower half of her body. So, um, you know, for me personally, I, I can't even imagine what she was going through, but I know that for me it was like what, it was the worst time in my life because here I was with this new baby and also over on the other side my, you know, sister whom I adore had just been diagnosed with cancer and I just didn't know what to feel. Um, you know, I was scared. I was nervous. I, you know, I wanted to know why, you know, why her. She, you know, she was the perfect child, energetic, um, great student, full of life, and, you know, it just, 
and I, at first I couldn't even believe it. It's like those type of things don't happen to me. You know, it's, and I think we all have a tendency to think that. We're just like, no, you know, you know that's not, that, not me. But it, it can happen, and it happens to everyone. And um, so, you know, through this whole process, we've, we've come, you know, in contact with uh, uh, multiple children that have these blood diseases, leukemia, lymphoma, and um, it's, it's, it's amazing to see these children and see their strength and their fight and, and what they go through. And um, my sister's definitely a fighter. Like, she has, I mean, she's been hospitalized a few times through the treatment. She's actually almost done with the treatment. She's in the maintenance phase. But um, it's, it's, she's just amazing. And her fight and her courage and her determination, you know, has provoked me to want to help and give back. And, um, you know, so that's why I'm doing the race. And the race uh, is uh, it's a half marathon, the Zuma Marathon. It's on June 6th. And um, all the money, well, 75% of the uh, donations will go straight to the research to find a cure for the cancers. And the other 25% goes to the team and training organization, which is the organization that puts together these races. And um, so what happens for the marathon, um, I'm responsible for raising $1,800, and I'm halfway there, a little more than halfway there, 600 left, and uh, I mean, I need 600 more, so, um, you know, and time is running short, so anything that's, that's not covered, I have to cover in my own pocket. So, um, so how, can we, how, can we, how can we support you? Where can we go? Um, you can go to the Team in Training website. It's www.teamintraining.com, and then you go to uh, search for a participant, and you put my name in, which is Hope Law LW, and you can make a donation uh, straight through the website, and you will receive confirmation that your donation went through, and as soon as the donation is made, I receive an email as soon as the donation is made. Okay. Great. So that was www.teamintraining.com. So all one word, T-E-A-M-I-N-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.com. Yes. And then there's a search box that you said? Yes. There will be three uh, basically search icons, and you click on Find a Participant. Okay. Great. And then type in Hope. H-O-P-E, and last word, last name is law, as in follow the law, correct? Right. <laughs> okay. Very good. And 600 to go, and you're declaring that 600, will, you'll have that by when? The end of this week, Friday. I, I love it. You mean, you mean <laughs> next, next, next Friday, Friday coming, right? Right, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Friday, Friday what, 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna to put it out there because what I always find is whenever you make a request of God that's in service to others and you're bold enough to declare it, he's bold enough to support you. So right. is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Because I know you got to deal with your car, and I just I thank you for calling in, but I, I don't want to rush you off the phone. Um, just that, you know, I, I appreciate any donations that anybody can give. No donation is too small, you know. When you come in contact with these children and you see the the fight and the struggle that they're going through, it's, it's no don. I mean, you know, everything helps, and to be able to give back to, you know, this cause, it really feels good. I pray that you know my donation and my efforts will help them somehow find a cure for these 
blood cancers. Well, I thank you so much, Hope. Uh, God bless with respect to your car and get back underway. And um, I look forward to finding out from you next Friday that everything is handled. Matter of fact, that you've exceeded the $600 balance that you have. And I will certainly put some stuff out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, with that contact information. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a great day, Hope. All right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. So does all that sound familiar, Aaron? That sounds very familiar. Seeing, like, seeing kids with this with this illness, um, or any type of cancer for that matter, um, working with them and just seeing them trying and fighting with their life, it definitely are fighting with everything they have for their life makes you want to fight with what you have to make your life better. Because when you're helping yourself, you're therefore able to help others better. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I can relate to that 100. percent Yeah, I I know um, I know Hope because uh, she is a care provider for my sons at this great after school program, and so that's how I came across what she was up to, and uh, she had been really kind of down in the dumps because she had a lot of people that were committing um, but not coming through with the funds. So let me say this, that yes, one of the ways that we can serve people is through making a contribution, but we've got to understand that our time and their time, the person that we're supporting, really many times are two different time frames. And so we don't necessarily have the luxury of taking our time. Um, and so for anybody that's listening, again, you know, for that donation, you can go to www.teamintraining.com, and then you can type in her name, Hope Law, and it will take you right to her specific page where you can make a contribution. And, you know, I know with the amount of uh, Facebook hits that I put out to have uh, people help me support families that are in need, you know, when people send a dollar, I keep telling folk I have, I don't know, 1,700, you know, contacts, friends on Facebook. If all 1,700 people gave $1, <laughs> you know, it, that is... dollars right there. Right. That's an incredible sum of money. And God forbid some people gave up their Starbucks and McDonald's money for one meal, one Starbucks trip. You know, if half of the group did that, we still would have more than the $1,700 we could collect if just one person gave a dollar. So for anybody that's listening, particularly uh, if you're listening in playback mode, this event takes place on June 6th. And while she's declaring that, you know, by 10 p.m. next Friday, uh, she will have that $600 balance, Money is more money is still needed. That's just the commitment that she's required to make to participate in this half-marathon run. Um, but for her to receive $100 more, $1,000 more, $10,000 more is a great thing because it's not going to Hope. It is going, or to her sister, it is going into, if you will, a large community fund that makes it possible for, you know, for scientists and to come up with new ways to address um, you know, leukemia. And so, uh, again, I invited Hope on the show, not knowing that she was dealing with circumstances like 
flat tire, well, a battery, a dead battery. And uh, she sent me a text message just before our last break saying, hey, I'm not by, you know, I'm on the side of the road. I can't listen to the show, but may I still call in? And that, for me, is a sign of commitment, um, you know, that, again, indirectly supports her sister. Uh, We're getting ready to go to break. Here are two things I want you to think about, uh, Aaron, when we come back from break. One, what one or two great stories do you want to share with us, some of those fun stories? And then what tips can you give to us uh, that we could use maybe even to be inspired to continue to serve either in the capacity that you're serving in or just generally in our lives? You're listening to The Gift right here on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Gifts are made to be given away. Give the gift of service to transform this world into a healthier, more loving place. Log on to RobertPruitt.com, a motivational speaking and leadership training company to help awaken your leadership gifts. Join other committed individuals and groups to continue the work of teachers like Jesus, Mother Teresa, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Gandhi. You are the gift that is needed to turn a vision into reality or to ignite a burning passion in others. Visit RobertPruitt.com. Add your gifts of life and love to the world because you were made to share yourself with others. The National Student Leadership Conference proudly sponsors The Gift. From our career-focused leadership conferences to our alumni service program, the National Student Leadership Conference is committed to preparing today's exceptional high school students to serve their communities and the world. For more information on our career-focused leadership programs offered in 15 different career areas, visit nslcleaders.org or call 800-994-6752. 800-994-6752. Who steps up following natural disasters to help those in need? It could be you. It should be you. It's time for you to step up and be the answer. It's time for you to become a student disaster relief volunteer with the National Relief Network. The National Relief Network helps student groups all across the country to bring aid to families who are struggling to rebuild their lives. Show the world what our generation stands for. Contact the National Relief Network. Call 866-2-VOLUNTEER. That's 866-2-VOLUNTEER. Or visit their website at nrn.org. You can help those in need. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Gift with host Robert Pruitt. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Robert at robertpruitt.com. Now, back to The Gift. Welcome back to The Gift. Again, we are live with my guest, Aaron, who is a part of the National Student Leadership Conference, or NSLC family. Uh, She has returned to share with us how she's using 
her ability to set intentions um, to aid her in supporting youth that are experiencing cancer. And so I want to uh, turn um, about the next five minutes over to you, Aaron, so that you can share some of those fun stories with us. Yeah, that'd be great. There are just endless amounts of funny stories just because the way that office is. That office is filled with so many goofy people who choose. You can never say it's fun. Well, it's fun working, though. You can never say, like, but they try to make the treatment as durable as possible. And, yeah, kids do have fun sometimes being in that office. Um, An example of a kid who loves being on the unit so much, I knew this little boy who came in, and he was there, he, he thought he'd have, or his family thought he'd have to be admitted to the um, inpatient unit, and basically, when the, when the little kid found out he wasn't being admitted, just because there's so many cool people up there, he, he had to have been two or three, he just started crying. He was on the floor, like, because... He was on the floor just crying because he gets to play, like, this particular um, patient, like, when I'm up there with him, I know we've had times where um, once we had a little Hot Wheels car, it was like a Hot Wheels truck, and um, we were just playing with it, kind of passing it, and I passed it too hard, and it shot across his bed, Mm -hmm. and uh, he found that hysterical. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, he was just giggling with just this joy on his face. So for the next two hours, I believe I spent that just shooting a little Hot Wheels car across his bed and just stuff like that. So he was very upset one day when he found out he wasn't being admitted. And that's just the kind of atmosphere that's in the inpatient unit and the outpatient office. And so I really like that about this particular place, like, or this particular, like, yeah, a place where I'm volunteering, this community. Mm-hmm. Um, another, like, really funny story, uh, or not even, like, yeah, funny story, is that this new, uh, he's a newer patient. I recently came across him at an Easter event where uh, they had a bunch of motorcycles from Harley-Davidson come in and just drive around the front of the hospital, and then they got to pick a toy from the Easter Bunny. And uh, this one little boy was running around, which I just learned for a while he couldn't use his legs, but he was running around, and I got to chase him because his mom, you could tell his mom was getting frustrated, so I just chased him around, and then we clapped for like 20 minutes as the motorcycle drove by, and he's like, my hands are tired. (laughs) So we stopped clapping. I told him, okay, five minutes later, he's like, now what? And I go, you should wave. And so we waved for another five minutes, and he's like, my arm is tired. So I'm like, okay. So we just sat there and watched. He got his toy and he went upstairs. Well, I met this, I came across this little boy again at a Relay for Life, which is this huge type party for, to raise money for just the American Cancer Society. And, um, <laughs> this boy is like, I've seen, like when you see him, he's one of those kids where when the nurses ask to, like, to show, like to show them him their at his access port, which is just basically like an it's like an IV, but it's less painful. It has to be like surgically put in, and it's usually for kids who have, are going to be undergoing long term treatment. And it's put in, and um, well, he'll always just pull a shirt up because it's usually on the right side of your chest. 
So, like, it's this joke, um, show me your port. And I'll just flip his shirt up. Oh, and so at Relay for Life, as a joke, because the theme this year was uh, Mardi Gras, uh, I go, hey, show me your port. And he goes, Whoosh. And, his mom, and I didn't, because I, I had just heard about this at the time, and I didn't expect him to, like, and he's just showing it to me. And then, like, who was it? Um, one of the child life workers gave him a set of Mardi Gras beads, and then it was, it was that was just one of those moments where you're like, I love doing this. This is something that I could just spend all day doing. And that day I did spend the whole day setting up the area. And at Relay for Life, for the kids, it's fun because we kind of have, like, our own mini party going on, like, like on inside of the whole Relay for Life uh, party. And that's always good because the kids get, like, one of the thing, activities we do for them, they get to throw water balloons at the doctors. Ooh, I know they love that one. Oh, yeah, they love that. And then they get to, th- like, and then after that, one of the doctors, this is, um, decided, I'm going to go, st- we bought cupcakes this year to throw at the doctors again. But one of the doctors had a tennis racket with a plastic covering so he could hit it back at us. And I got, I was definitely a part of the water balloon fight because I was throwing it at the doctors, like, keeping it going until we ran out of water balloons and to make sure none of the kids smashed each other on the head with the water balloon. Because a lot of the kids, they become friends with each other when they're going through this treatment. Because, like I said, it's a community. You build relationships while you're there. Absolutely. And uh, so I remember standing there with, a, like, a thing of cake, or cupcakes. He literally, like, this one girl who was probably annoyed with me, or actually I know she kind of was, for spraying her with silly string during the survivor's lap, because that's kind of what we do also. We jump out in front of them and spray them all with silly string. And... uh this I was handing out the cupcakes and like go throw them at go throw them go throw them, and this one like I think it was their little sister or somebody one of the kids decided to pick one up and just smash it in my face and I'm like I guess I'm involved in this so I'm throwing cupcakes back because so we went through like three things of little cupcakes and Mashing it was just hysterical and then the doctor who was covered in it was running around hitting anybody and I mean anybody whether it be nurse or child covered in cake. <laughs> I need to come up to that ward. Let me ask you this, because I I have to let you go in about a minute and a half. What tips or what advice would you give us that might inspire us to either take action by making a donation like the Hope Law cause or to volunteer our time? Well, to volunteer your time, definitely find a place where you want to go do it. You want to wake up in the morning or in the afternoon and go in and just help. Find an atmosphere where you feel comfortable doing that and where you can step outside your comfort zone even more just so that you can help people. And to donate, definitely just know that this that $1 is going to go towards helping save someone's life and helping someone help save, some, like helping someone, supporting someone who is working to save, save someone's life and who has been through this experience herself. Well, Hope. I'm Hope. I'm calling you Hope. Special thanks to Hope Law for calling in from the tow truck and to you, Aaron. Thank you so much uh, for giving so much. And, uh, you know, um, I thank you for being an inspiration and being on the show. No problem. Like I said, it's always a pleasure. It is indeed. And I look forward to seeing you on the next NSLC experience. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye, Mr. Pruitt. Bye-bye. So... There's something that you can do. You hear the song playing in the background. The answers are inside of you. Um, 
volunteer someplace today, uh, I invite you again to support Hope. And uh, isn't it perfect that her name is Hope, and she's hoping that by next Friday she'll have the money to attend this run. Thank you for listening to The Gift. God bless. You've been listening to The Gift. Join your host, Robert Pruitt, again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you again for spending part of your weekend with us.